Today on Living Logistics, the many shades of green. Find out the big and small ways people are helping to clean up the environment, both close to home and further afield. Welcome to Living Logistics. I'm Deborah Friedman. Logistics is a complex business, connecting people and goods, making world trade happen. What do you think of when you think of logistics? Maybe freight, transportation, warehousing, supply chain solutions? Sustainability may not be the first thing that comes to mind. But in this series, we show you the important role it plays for a logistics company like DHL. More than ever, customers want to know how companies and their products and services impact the environment and what they're doing to conserve natural resources and protect ecosystems. 550,000 people work for DHL around the world. Imagine the positive difference they can make when each of them makes even a little extra effort to clean up the environment around them, or reduce waste, or make their own behavior greener at home, at work, or wherever they go. You go to the beach, you see waves, everything is fine. But under the waves, you know, it's a pile of uh, polluted waters. I think every change always starts with one person. And uh, the reason why we did this is to, to really engage others. We need to advertise and educate better. And one way of doing that is bringing kids along and family and not just DHL people, uh, bringing everyone you can. Those are just three of more than half a million people that work at DHL. And joining me here today is a fourth one, Tom Millar. They all have one thing in common. They care deeply about protecting the environment. And they're all getting involved. Welcome, Tom. Thank you very much, Deborah. Yes, I'm actually still looking for a company-related project in which I can get involved. And I've heard of the great projects that those three colleagues we've just heard from are working on. Have you heard of the certification program that the company uses to help employees commit to the environment? They complete a training course as part of the program and then receive a certification. DHL plans to train 80% of its global workforce to become environmental experts over the next five years. And the company has set an ambitious climate goal to achieve zero logistics-related emissions by the year 2050. It expects every employee to lend a hand. Tom, do you think the company can get there? I hope so. It certainly sounds like a huge challenge. Every day I hear and read so much about climate change, you know, on TV, the radio, and the paper. But I wasn't really sure what I could do as an individual to make a difference. That's why I decided to take part in the certification program you mentioned. I've just completed the first part. Cool. I know the program is aimed at making people more aware of the environmental challenges they face and giving them the knowledge and skills to do something about it in their daily lives. What was your experience like? The first part was an online training module. To start with, it gives you some pretty scary facts about the state of the environment. Just one example. There are over 150 million tons of plastic in our oceans today. Wow. That's like dumping one New York City garbage truck full of plastic into the ocean every minute of every day for an entire year. Oh, wow. Yeah, crazy, right? You also learn a lot about DHL and its ambitious climate goals. One interesting fact that I've learned was that if the company achieves its goal to reduce its logistics-related emissions to zero, it would offset all carbon emitted by the city of Las Vegas. Ultimately... The program also teaches you how you can contribute to a greener world in your own daily routine. But the training itself doesn't make you an environmental expert, does it? No, no, no. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. 
the program requires you to actually take part in an environmental project, just like the three colleagues we heard from at the beginning. We visited them and took a closer look at their projects. So come on and join us on the trip. We'll dive and collect garbage from the ocean in Malaysia. We'll plant trees in Prague. But first, let's hit the streets of Milan. Let's go. That certainly sounds Italian. Well, those are the streets of Milan, always buzzing with life. When we were there, it happened to be fashion week. But the hustle and bustle isn't unusual for this city. Even on a regular day, the endless crowd, especially tourists, can sweep you away as you take a walk through downtown. Milan is one of the most beautiful cities I've been to in Italy. But sadly, air pollution is extremely prevalent here. It's so bad that the everyday lives of locals are impacted by it. We are here to meet Massimiliano Del Bianco at the DHL Express office located on the outskirts of the city. For the past two years, he's been managing a revolutionary project in Milan called Breathe Clean. After showing us around the campus, we sit down to talk about his project, as well as his contribution towards making Milan a greener city. Each city has a limited number of pollution monitoring stations. So this means that officials have to estimate the pollution in wide areas where there aren't any monitoring stations, says Massimiliano. To generate a more effective solution, Big Italian companies brainstorm with innovative startups. The idea for Breathe Clean was born. In this environment uh, of innovation, the idea was to use our last mile fleet to measure our quality for the benefit of the community. This is how Massimiliano learned about the startup SenseSquare, a data analytics company. DHL Express is now working with them to implement the Breathe Clean project. Here's how it works. SenseSquare collects information about pollution. The original idea was to install sensors in every square meter of the city. But instead, the colleagues were able to save costs by installing sensors in DHL's vehicle fleet. The breath clean last my vehicles are always moving and so they collect, uh, as I mentioned, the air quality data on different areas. The vehicles collect more data over a wider area than the stationary monitoring stations. So this gives a new perspective towards the pollution problem. Our next stop is downtown Milan. We are meeting Ivan Stameluti, one of the three founders of SenseSquare, to talk to him about how his company is changing the way air quality is being analyzed and its collaboration with DHL. SenseSquare is conducting one of the most advanced projects in the world regarding air quality analytics. Our data can be used by companies, like first of all DHL, that can change their decision regarding environmental impacts based on the data we provide. The startup is aiming to release an app that should be a great help for the residents in everyday life. Maybe you noticed how attentive people is getting regarding their health. Everyone has in his pocket a mobile phone that uh, gives them information regarding uh, the calories or what they eat or regarding uh, the step they run uh, every day. Our goal is to provide something similar regarding their air pollution analytics so every person can wake up in the morning, get in the street, check their phone and decide which street take or not take depending on the level of pollution. After talking to the locals, we could clearly feel the plight of people living in Milan and suffering daily because of the air pollution. I'm usually not that concerned about air pollution. But whenever I'm out of town and then return, I can really feel how bad and smelly the air is. 
I only use public transport and I see all the traffic every single day. The air is not good. I have some health problems and I'm not sure whether this comes from my 30 years of work in a mechanical plant or from air pollution. Even my doctor is not sure whether it's air pollution related or whether it's caused by acid reflux. We have a real environmental problem here in Milan. We wanted to take a deeper dive into this problem, so Massimiliano introduced us to his good friend Francesco Cara. Francesco is an environmentalist and he gave us a clear idea about the issue of air quality in Milan. The EEA publishes uh, this map of pollution across Europe and uh, it's very concerning to see that Milan and the north of Italy is uh, in the dark red areas of Europe. We've been suffering since I came to live in Milan a little over two years ago. We had uh, fires in uh, illegal plastic uh, warehouses and this added to the problem. And then uh, when it comes winter, a lot of the heating systems uh, use fuel. Uh, so this makes for a really filthy mix. The issue essentially manifests itself by the eyes being sort of picking or the mouth and the skin. You need to wash yourself very, very regularly. That's why projects like Breathe Clean and an app like the one by SenseSquare are valuable and useful to the people of Milan. The more innovation there is, the better. If the app brings uh, data which is of higher quality, it would be even better. From my understanding of the app, the data is collected uh, by mobile vehicles in uh, multiple locations. Uh, then uh, the data should be very detailed and very specific. So I'm really looking forward to try this app out. Once the app really gets going and people start using it a lot, it could also be expanded to other cities. Tom, did all the projects you look at focus on clean air? No, not really. We met up with Melanie Crump, who also works for DHL, and got involved with the project through her colleague Harry Nair. Hey, sounds like we're underwater. Is that because the air is better down there? <laughs> well, unfortunately, the oceans are also extremely polluted. Harry and Melanie joined several of their DHL colleagues in Bonn to fly to the Malaysian island of Borneo. They're all experienced divers and so they set out to collect some of the massive amounts of trash lurking below the water surface and to plant coral to help restore the reefs. Harry was shocked by what the group found when they got there. As a person who loved nature, it was painful for me to see that you know, whatever we use in our daily lives are getting embedded into these beautiful places. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody would have seen pictures going around in current social media where fishes are getting entangled in nets, turtles or sharks and all of that. You know, it's, it's really bad. You would be astonished to see the amount of residual waste which gets embedded, which is out of our sight. You go to the beach, you see waves, everything is so fine. But under the waves, you know, it's a pile of uh, polluted waters. 860 kilos of trash is what Melanie, Harry and their colleagues managed to collect in one week along the beach. They also fished an additional 190 kilos out of the water. Malaysia really has a huge trash problem. That's terrible. Where does all the trash come from? Well, a number of different places. First, Malaysia is in somewhat of an unfortunate location. Several different ocean currents carry trash from other areas and deposit it on the Malaysian coast. But it's also coming from local Malaysians who aren't disposing of their waste properly. People who live there don't understand the implications of that, which 
by by using it and throwing it back into the nature so we thought that would be a good start uh, not only to demonstrate what we can do to protect the nature and also impart some kind of a knowledge in them so that they do not subscribe to harmful behavior uh, hampering the nature Harry works for DHL Express in Bonn and when he told his colleague Melanie about his plans to go to Malaysia she didn't hesitate she was looking for a way to get involved to set an example for others and send a message to I think every change always starts with one person and uh, the reason why we did this is to to really engage others so yes we went to Malaysia and yes it's we we cleaned a lot but as a group of 12 people you can only clean so much so the thinking behind this was actually to raise awareness with this activity this is why we got this out we spread the news to get more people first think about the usage of plastic and what they do and then to think about what can you do in your area and how can you engage into activities and i think that was the for me the main driver but because she doesn't always have time for these kinds of projects melanie is finding little ways to make a difference in her daily life for example by using natural cosmetics it started with this activity because as i was investigating a little bit more of what can you do when you're here uh, in terms of providing more activities against the use of plastic i was also reading about this, these microplastics which are in cosmetics and i always like this very soft feeling when you have cream on your skin but in the end it's plastic which you have on your uh, skin and so i started to dig deeper into that and that was the start of me going and looking into really what is in the cream i'm using in fact i would like to add something i mean it's not just the cosmetics because i think you mainly made mm-hmm. a decision and changed the water bottles in our office mm-hmm. they were all changed to glass bottles melanie and harry had already gone green and decided to get involved even before their company certification program and that's why harry thinks it's so important that dhl is focused on raising awareness among employees realizing that you no know, we do have a problem the way we do the business today which is logistics you now we fly hundreds of planes you know thousands of trucks and you know other vehicles which are all spitting um some kind of waste into the environment we are aware this is a problem you know this could create an issue uh, but at the same time we have to exist as a business so this is a i wouldn't call it payback time but at the same time you know we are trying to mitigate the impact that we create into the nature through that program so go green of course it is pivotal um, it is beyond just uh, a badge it is a program that that we have to continue as we go forward Whether it's Melanie, Harry or the company as a whole, their common goal is to contribute and make a difference. All I would say is that you no know, never give up. The problem might seem too big, something which you can't individually tackle, but you never know. Never give up. Try. Try try try. It's really great to meet colleagues like these. They are an inspiration. They really are. DHL wants to cultivate that kind of attitude among its employees with the help of this program. as well as achieve its climate goals as you explained at the beginning but does the company also benefit in other ways from such programs well let's make it official and hear what Jill Myberg has to say about it at DHL she's responsible for the go green sustainability program among other things she knows that the most important customers leading global companies value such programs 
Customers are very, very interested in what we do, both in the green area, but also generally as an employer, they want to understand if we are truly a sustainable company. And so it's definitely important. On the one hand, customers want to often seek out or co-create innovative uh, solutions with us, uh, green solutions, for example. And on the other hand, they want to be sure that working with us as a partner, that we are doing our part to be a sustainable company. At the beginning, we heard from someone in a third project, tree planting. Yeah, that's right. So let me take you on a journey to Prague now. Definitely. Let's go. Doesn't sound much like a big city. Where are we? We're in a field outside Prague with a great view of the city. About 20 employees from DHL's IT services department have gathered here on a Saturday afternoon to plant nearly 70 young fruit trees. That certainly is no easy task, especially if you're not used to manual labor. The people who sit uh, all day behind the PC uh, doesn't have that much power to dig uh, the ground, but uh, lots of uh, strong men also came to help, so the event itself was very successful. Dasha Václavičková and Monika Cholinská joined forces to organize this tree planting event. They set up shop in Monika's camper van, which they used as headquarters. They made sure the volunteers had coffee, water and some snacks. And of course, they also lent a hand. Why did they choose this location on the outskirts of Prague? Mm, for a few reasons. First, as a major European city, Prague has a problem with air pollution, same as Milan. And since Prague is situated in the Moldau Valley, bad air tends to hang over the city. I see. And trees can help with that, of course. Exactly. They bind air pollutants, they store rainwater, and they create habitats for animals and other plants. But the trees planted by Monika, Dasha and their colleagues serve another purpose as well. They chose to plant fruit trees, cherry, apple, pear and plum trees, along a bike path. So not only can the bees look forward to the blossoms and the fruit, people passing by can enjoy the fruit too. Wow, what a real treat. Yeah, it sure is. I wouldn't mind enjoying some freshly picked fruit myself. Monica talked about how hard it is for people to think and live green when surrounded by concrete and car exhaust. I try and I would like to be uh, complete zero waste, which, which is um, impossible. In Prague, it's possible in the villages, but not uh, in the middle of the capital city. But we would like to push the people in DHL to be more green. On this day, colleagues from DHL's IT services department were very motivated, working the soil with spades and shovels. At one point, they even brought out a power drill. Two men took charge of the machine and worked up a good sweat drilling huge holes into the ground, each about a meter deep. Then they planted the young fruit trees, which were already about two meters tall. It was important to get that step right so that the trees take root and continue to grow. That's why they had an expert there to supervise, Wojciech Koštír. He's studying ecology and evolution at a university in Prague and also helped establish a local nature conservation organization. Wojciech works with companies on a regular basis and you definitely can tell he spends a lot of time in nature because he has a dark tan and scratched up legs. 
jednak vznikne alej, kde budou lidi moc chodit trhat si ovoce. We're not only creating a natural alley here where people can come enjoy the trees and pick fruit. We're also restoring the landscape to the way it was, going back in time to when these areas on the outskirts of Prague served as the city's orchards. Tady vlastně okrajové části Prahy sloužily jako ovocnářská oblast pro Prahu. You may not suspect it, but according to Vojtěch, Prague is a standout city in Europe in terms of biodiversity. It's really fantastic that there are so many different projects in Prague, including several in collaboration with the city itself and NGOs, that are helping the environment and supporting the unusual biodiversity we have here. A natural paradise right outside the city. With their tree planting effort, the team from DHL has helped preserve the area's natural diversity. And they gave up some of their free time to do it. Especially for people like Scott Clifford, who's a security manager at the IT services department in Prague, that free time is very precious. Being honest, this is my first event. Uh, I've kind of watched afar and really appreciated what the colleagues have done. Uh, opportunities were never always available for me purely because of time and everything else. But today's event is welcomed. It was welcomed by uh, me, my team, uh, my family. So I'm here with my kids. Personally, I mean, I think we need to advertise and educate better. And one way of doing that is bringing kids along and family and not just DHL people, uh, bringing everyone you can. So, Tom, you've now spoken to several DHL employees about their environmental projects. What impressed you the most? Well, I was particularly impressed by their commitment and their willpower to make a difference to make the world a better place. I've become aware that saying nobody can change anything is just an excuse. Every one of us can do or change something. Jill Myberg, the person responsible for sustainability programs within DHL, whom we heard earlier, feels the same way. Together, we are 550,000 employees around the world, and that is a really amazing scale that we can leverage. So I, I really do think that if we all do our part, we can do quite a bit to um, move the needle and bring us towards our zero emissions goal in the year 2050. The three projects you found out about are really motivating, Tom. Did getting to know about them help you find a favorite project to get involved in? It really did, Deborah. I've already packed my swim trunks and scuba diving gear. No, you haven't. <laughs> well, since I'm very passionate about marine ecology and conservation, especially shark conservation, the GoClean initiative in Borneo would certainly be perfect for me. And as a matter of fact, the colleagues we met confirmed my optimism. You could really sense the passion they put into their projects. I honestly do believe that it's never too late to change things, no matter how big the problems are in the world right now. Nowadays, it's not enough to just be aware, even though that's a very important first step. But now, we actually have to go out and do something, lend a hand. Don't be discouraged by negative news or naysayers. Invest your energy into things that actually matter. We only have one home, and that's planet Earth. We need to do everything we can to preserve it. And I can assure you, I have been doing and will continue doing my part. Wow, your passion really shows through. And I'm sure you will, Tom. Thank you for joining me today and sharing those stories with us. Thank you very much for having me, Deborah. It's been a real pleasure. And you've really shown us some great examples of how people who work at DHL go out of their way to help make the world a greener place. Next week on Living Logistics, we go to Brussels to learn more about the magic of bees and their important impact on the environment. You'll even hear how easy it is to become a beekeeper yourself and what not to do if you ever find yourself surrounded by a swarm of bees. If you've enjoyed today's program, 
be sure to rate us and subscribe. You can find Living Logistics wherever you listen to podcasts or by heading on over to dpdhl.com slash podcast. I'm Deborah Friedman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.